If you've ever had to face a real and serious fear, you know that fears can become cruel masters. Our fears have the ability to control and crush our lives. What's the answer? Faith. Faith in the Lord is the key to breaking free of debilitating fears. At the same time, Jesus teaches us that there are some things we should, in fact, fear. Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey has a lesson today called Justifiable Fear in Life. Some time ago, I did an online search for the word fear, and I found there were over a million results. Now, much of it was fear related to things that are unlikely to happen or probably never will happen. People today are afraid of the sun running out of heat or the earth running out of water or trees. Those fears are unnecessary because the Bible promises us that all four seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall, are going to continue until the final judgment. That promise was given all the way back in Genesis chapter 8 to Noah, where God said to him, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Now, while there's a lot of unjustified fear today, there are some things we really ought to be afraid of. And here in Luke chapter 12, Jesus is effectively encouraging what we would call justifiable fears. And here's the first one. Let me give it to you in principle form. We ought to be afraid of living a lie. Now, Luke chapter 12 and verse 1. When so many thousands of the people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples, first, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you've said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you've whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. Well, that's a rather frightening verse, isn't it? He's saying you ought to be afraid of living a hypocritical life. Now, Jesus says this about religious hypocrisy. He's talking about Pharisees being like leaven. He says here, leaven is is yeast, and it had become among the Jews a symbol of that permeating power of sin. So hypocrisy does to your heart what yeast does to bread dough. It it puffs it up, which is a symbol of pride. And if it isn't checked, the yeast of sin will permeate. Pride will permeate every aspect of thinking and living. Here's another thing to be afraid of. Secondly, we ought to be afraid of forgetting the future. Jesus continues here in verse 4. Do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Now, Jesus knew his disciples would face martyrdom. In fact, almost all of the original 12 disciples will be martyred. And I assure you, It's possible to be afraid of standing for Christ. 
But Jesus says here, instead of fearing the rejection of people, we ought to fear instead the rejection of God. Now with that, Jesus moves on to speak some some encouraging words to his disciples. He says here in verse 6, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? Fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows. Now in the Lord's day, sparrows were the least expensive food purchased in the marketplace. They were considered the boniest, cheapest meat you could buy, almost worthless in value. So the Lord is effectively telling his disciples that no matter how worthless they might be in the marketplace of their world, they are precious to God. God will never forget you. God will never lose sight of you. You are of great value to him. Why? Because you belong to his son, your savior. In fact, Jesus says here in verse 7, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Well, that's how that's how comprehensive his awareness of you happens to be. I have read that the average person loses between 50 and 100 hairs a day. <laughs> For some of us, it's going a lot faster than that. Well, this statement here means that God knows this kind of detail about you, which changes every day. So he knows everything about you every day. That also would mean that he knows everything about your past. He knows everything about your present, and he knows every single detail about your future. Well, with that, there's something else that we ought to be afraid of in life. Number three, we ought to be afraid of compromising with our culture. And beginning here in verse 8, Jesus adds these words, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Now listen, Jesus isn't saying here that if you fail to admit you're a Christian at some point in life, you're you're silent when you should speak, that he's going to reject you and you're not going to get into heaven after all. Now the word used uh, here by Jesus for acknowledging him is the same word for confessing him. And the word in in this context means to say the same thing about Jesus that Jesus says about himself. That's what confession is. So Jesus is speaking of someone who denies at some point that Jesus is the Messiah, someone who eventually comes to the point in their life where he, you know, he's going along with the culture. And the culture says what? Well, Jesus was just another prophet. Or Jesus was just a good man or a good teacher. Jesus was not God the Son. Jesus did not die for our sins. Jesus will not save us from judgment in hell. Jesus isn't the only way to heaven. Let me tell you, if you deny that, Jesus will deny you because you're not a true believer. Jesus isn't talking about losing your nerve. He's talking about denying that he's the Son of God. And that's tantamount to blaspheming the Holy Spirit according to verse 10 here. Now, speaking against Jesus can be forgiven if you ask him. But speaking against the Spirit here is describing that refusal, that denial of who Jesus is. And you know what? That's unpardonable. You can't get into heaven and deny who Jesus is. Now, with that, let me say this. If you're an unbeliever today, and as I'm talking, your conscience is troubled, 
and, and you might be wondering if it's too late for you to believe. Well, let me tell you this. It isn't too late. And it isn't too late because your conscience is troubled. That troubled feeling you have right now is the convicting ministry of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are right now, let me encourage you to stop and yield to that troubling voice. You know what that is? That's the invitation of the Spirit of God to accept Jesus as your Messiah and your Lord. Well, now with that having uh, been said by the Lord, Jesus seems to speak more specifically to his disciples here in verse 11. When they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious. Don't be afraid about how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Now, I've heard plenty of preachers misinterpret this text over the years. Let me tell you, this verse doesn't give you an excuse not to study, not to prepare your lesson or sermon. I'm going to get up there and God's Spirit's just going to fill my mouth. I agree with the author who said that if the Bible teacher doesn't know what he's going to say five minutes before he speaks, most people won't remember what he said five minutes after he's finished. What the Lord is referring to here is is that sudden moment in life, you're not expecting it, and you're put on the spot with a question from someone, maybe at work or at school, and, and all of a sudden, you need to respond to their spiritual question. You haven't had time to prepare anything. Well, guess what? That's when you simply speak the truth that God brings to your mind. That's the work of the Spirit filling your mouth, and then you leave the rest to God. Well, the Lord has addressed a number of fears and warnings about what we ought to be afraid of. The Lord also provides some encouragement for us today. And let me give you two reminders of what we shouldn't be afraid of. First, don't be afraid of getting lost in the crowd. You know, the Lord is committed to shepherding you through life. And if he knows how many hairs are on your head today, well, he he knows what's going on inside your head today as well. He knows what you're facing today. He's not going to lose sight of you. Secondly, don't be afraid of facing difficult times alone. In those surprising, unexpected moments, and you haven't had time to prepare for that emergency, maybe that pressure, that problem, remember, you're not walking into it alone. He's with you all the way. Well, until our next Wisdom Journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Stephen called this lesson justifiable fear in life. I hope it was a blessing to you. This is The Wisdom Journey. Your teacher on this daily program through the Bible is Stephen Davey. Stephen is also the president of Shepherd's Theological Seminary. That school has a special program that's been gaining in popularity because you can earn your master's degree in one year. The program is called Shepherd's Institute. You can learn more about this program and all that the school offers at wisdomonline.org forward slash STS. 
and join us next time to continue the wisdom journey. 